Five years ago, while striking down Article 377 that criminalized homosexuality, Justice Indu Manotra said, history owes an apology to the members of the queer community and their families for the delay in providing redressal to the ignominy and the ostracism that they have suffered through the years. Cut to 2023, the same Supreme Court has asked the queer community to go to the parliament with the heterosexual majority for the basic human right to union. It is perhaps going to be another long, endless and unfair wait for the queer community. Hello and welcome. You're watching We The People. I am Vedanta Garwal. The Supreme Court this week fell short of legalizing same-sex marriages, leaving the decision to the government. While the Chief Justice of India did champion queer unions, nothing changes in their lives. With the CGI saying that only the parliament can amend the Special Marriages Act and that the government's panel should address practical concerns of the queer community. The ball now is in the government's court. The centre has made it stand clear that the right to marry is not an absolute right and that the concept of same-sex union is at odds with the traditional idea of marriage. Now, the government says status quo or legal stability must be maintained. Now, this has also revealed the complexities of the issue. But with the Supreme Court's verdict, the fight for marriage equality has reached a pit stop. With their right to marry again, a distant dream now, on We the People this week, we ask, what is the road ahead for the queer community? I'm being joined by a very vibrant and uh, colourful panel. I'm being joined by Akai Padmashali, who is an Indian uh, transgender activist. And in studio with me, I have Rahul and Shiv, a same-sex couple. They're teachers and students by profession. Duti Chand is also with us on the panel, an ace sprinter, somebody who's been extremely vocal about uh, the same-sex marriage and the right to equality. Also, Karna Nandi, a Supreme Court uh, lawyer, somebody who's been very closely involved with this particular case, is also uh, with us. Nick and Santika, LGBTQI activists, uh, are also with us on the panel. Thanks very much. And in studio, I have a very vibrant audience, uh, all uh, young students, uh, young journalism students as well, very bright. They have a lot of questions, so we'll uh, come to them as well. But going across to you first, Rahul. How do you look at the Supreme Court verdict? Because while the Supreme Court has made some important observations, as I said in my introduction as well, nothing really changes in your lives. How do you look at it and what is the way forward? First of all, we are uh, not sad uh, or uh, upset. We are very angry how the uh, court interpreted it. Uh, for, uh, two were against, two were uh, in favor, and one were the key changer were there. And uh, they uh, were failed to perform the tasks which were, were actually assigned by, uh, by our uh, honorable uh, or uh, loving uh, Dr. B.R. Ambedkarji mm. uh, to protect our rights uh, through the... Uh, through the const- through the court, and uh, we're really very angry on it. Uh, they should not do that. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, what uh, they done in 2014, it was uh, uh, like uh, overruled by 2018, and what they done in 2008, uh, uh, they overruled in 2014. So this time, what they uh, done, I think it may be not. I think I believe it is wrong, f- uh, fully wrong. They should not interpret like this. Uh, okay, let uh, if uh, it were the like uh, nine judges bench or eleven judges benches, what will happen at the time? We were not looking at the parliament at all because we know that what they're going to do that with us. We okay. were looking because so all you are still the pinning hopes in a sense hmm. on uh, on the judiciary because you're saying that you don't because have any all hopes. Because all our all rights come from only judiciary. Okay. 
Okay, that's so that's an important point there, and Rahul is here uh, with his partner Shiv, and he was there in the Supreme Court as well when the when the verdict came out. All of them pretty disappointed after the verdict was announced. Uh, I'm also being joined by Duti Chand uh, on the panel, of course, an ace sprinter, uh, somebody who, as I said, has been very vocal. You wrote a very heartwarming or rather heartbreaking piece. You said that uh, you know your marriage plans had to be postponed because of the verdict, but you're still hopeful. And you also made a very important point, uh, Duti, that. Uh, it was after Section 377 was actually decriminalized that you were able to come out uh, with your identity, come out, uh, you know, as far as the sexuality is concerned. So that's an important point because, according to you, law is important. It enables you to come to terms with your identity as well. Uh, basically, Supreme Court ne jo uh, kiya ki sex, same sex marriage nahi ho रूल बनाने का अधिकार नहीं है वो पार्लियामेंट में रूल बनता है और इसको कार्रवाई सुप्रीम कोर्ट करता है बेसिकली मैं तो स्टार्टिंग से सब कहा मैंने कि गणतंत्र राष्ट्र है सबको जीने का अधिकार है और लाइफ में तो साथ में मिलकर तो रह जाएंगे कोई दिक्कत नहीं होगा लेकिन जीने के लिए सोसाइटी में बहुत दिक्कत होगा क्योंकि हर जगह में हमको ऑफिशियल डॉक्यूमेंट की जरूरत है तो कहीं पे भी जगह को बिना आईडी कार्ड में कहीं पे भी नहीं घुस सकते आप ऐसे भी अकेले कहीं एयरपोर्ट पे जाए एयरपोर्ट जाएंगे तो बिना आईडी कार्ड पूर्व आधार कार्ड के पूर्व वो एयरपोर्ट के अंदर घुसने के लिए भी नहीं देंगे तो जीने के लिए हमको साथी चाहिए साथी के साथ साथ हमको जो अपॉर्चुनिटी जो चाहिए हमको सोसाइटी में जीने के लिए वो बिना हमारे सर्टिफिकेट में कर नहीं सकते आप बाहर कंट्री जाएंगे तो वीजा अप्लाई करने के लिए उसमें भी मैरिज सर्टिफिकेट की जरूरत पड़ता है पार्टनर के साथ जाना चाहते तो कोई सरकारी जॉब करने करने में भी, भी जरूरत पड़ता है मेडिकल जगह में एल में लाइफ इंश्योरेंस कवरेज में के लिए और जगह में जरूरत है और बिना मैरिज सर्टिफिकेट में हम कुछ कर नहीं सकते साथ में तो रह सकते हैं लेकिन फ्यूचर में जब देखिए अभी जवान है हम मिलकर रह जाएंगे लेकिन फ्यूचर में जब हम चाहेंगे एक परिवार बसाने का कोई बच्चा अडोप्ट करने का वो तो नहीं हो पाएगा ना तो आपने तो बहुत बहुत जरूरी बात यहाँ पर कही कि खाली रिकग्निशन खाली इसलिए इंपॉर्टेंट नहीं है क्योंकि आपकी आइडेंटिटी यू नो फॉर यू टू एम्ब्रेस आइडेंटिटी बट आल्सो इन टर्म्स ऑफ प्रैक्टिकल प्रॉब्लम्स और डे टू डे प्रॉब्लम्स चाहे वो डॉक्यूमेंटेशन हो या लॉजिस्टिक्स हो उस सबके लिए आपको लीगल uh, रिकग्निशन बहुत जरूरी है एंड दैट ब्रिंग्स मी टू करुणा नंदी हुज बिन यू नो लॉयर फॉर वन ऑफ द पिटिशनर्स देर एंड बीन वेरी क्लोजली इन्वॉल्व विद दिस पर्टिकुलर केस सो करुणा नंदी इट्स नाउ इन द realm of uh, you know in in a sense legislature but what is particularly heartbreaking also for the queer community is that the fact that you know the supreme court has agreed with the center to say that it's a complex exercise which would need many laws to be amended and hence it's best left to the legislature so it this in a sense undermines the urgency and primacy of the right of queer people to marry how do you look at the sc verdict and is this the end of road as far as you know legal redressal uh, to the right to marry for the queer community is concerned first and most fundamental thing to remember is that we come to this world with rights yes and those rights are either recognized by the state or not recognized by the state that recognition means is the remedy provided but that right is not taken away so that right remains that right of every queer couple to have their love recognized to have their love um supported in the same way that any other couple's love would be supported that right not to be conflated with in some kind of slippery slope pejorative argument with uh, an incestuous couple for example that many in the right wing have been you know slandering 
right. these uh, uh, people in this regard. In terms of the judgment, the judgment suffers, unfortunately, from a number of internal inconsistencies. For example, the majority judgment authored by Justice Bhatt says that <clears throat> pursuant to a, pri a previous judgment in R.C. Cooper, it is the effect of the uh, uh, object and the effect of the legislation hmm. that must be looked at and not, not merely the object itself, but the effect of the legislation. And that if it is discriminatory, um, then that's something that it is within the ambit of the courts to deal with. Right. And then they fail to deal with it. <clears throat> so there's an abnegation, I think, of the court's responsibility in this regard. The second thing is that even though um, it was explicitly argued before the court that, for example, when two Parsis came to the court and said that there is no Parsi Marriage Act right. and that the Parsis needed to be married um, under a law that applied to them, hmm. the, the Privy Council said, first the Supreme Court of Bombay and then the Privy Council, and this was argued before the court, so not to re litigate the issue but to point out so in a sense the point that you're making that it is an abdication of responsibility but the point is that when two parsis come then you deal with it hmm. you say that the common law will look at each separate case but then when two queer people come one says that uh, you know despite this precedent that this will be a matter for the legislature so as i said that there are a number of internal inconsistencies um, we are looking at what can be done. Right. The uh, two petitions with queer couples as well as a, a prominent activist, Mario Di Pena, and we have uh, Kamakshi Raghavan and Melissa. Um, we will look at what is to be done. Right. But there is a way in which this judgment takes away not merely from the fundamental rights of queer persons, but it takes away from the fundamental rights of all people. Absolutely. So, that's a very important point you made. There. Also the fact that, also what you said about your love being recognized and how important that is. Nick and uh, Santika is also, are also with us. Uh, of course, they've been very closely associated with uh, the queer rights movement. Nick and Santika, talk to us about your story and how important is it for you for your love to be recognized? Just the fact that you, know, you can hold the hands of your partner and claim in society that you know, this is my wife or this is my husband. How important is that? Um, so uh, for us, uh, like uh, Dubi was mentioning earlier, it is also about the uh, real-life practical on-ground things about our relationship. Yes, of course, we are, we still at that, uh, currently we have the right to live together, all of that, yes. But without the legal recognition of marriage or the bouquet of rights that comes along with it, hmm. we are deprived of a majority of rights. For example, uh, owning property together right? Owning property together, owning a house together. We live in a house together. We have built a home. We've been together for four years. We have built our own home together, yet we do not have the right to own that home together as a couple. I cannot even put that at my address without, uh, you know, by default as a wife would do if I was married to a man. You know, these things that come so naturally um, by the law, is given so naturally by the law uh, to heterosexual couples, is denied to queer couples. And that uh, brings me to a larger narrative that it is not just about our lives. It is not just about our everyday lives and the issues that we face. Yes, we uh, face issues with regard to adoption. We, fa we are facing the issue of um, inheritance. We are facing the issue of medical intervention. But mostly... What we are facing is inequality. 
Absolutely. Because the inequality is, right is really the core of, uh, you know, this entire debate. And of course, as you said, you know, this one right to union actually opens up a plethora of other rights. That really is a key point of what you're making. Nick, would you like to add to that? Yeah, let's say, God forbid, something happens to me tomorrow. My family stays in Mumbai. We took, stay together in Bangalore. Shantika can't even come and, you know, take medical decisions on my family's behalf because she is not family. She would be considered just as a friend. Mm. And that's the sad part. I mean, uh, there are so many implications of this that we will have to face day to day uh, that uh, people don't realize. And yes. that's the sad part. These are the on-ground realities. Uh, just because we are a lesbian couple does not mean that uh, we don't want to have a child. We don't right. want to raise a child. And we very much do. But those rights are denied to us. We can't co-parent. Absolutely. Maybe we can individually adopt, but we can't co-parent. And that is unfair to us. That is unfair to the future yeah. child. And Absolutely. all children require our loving parents. The gender or the sexuality of parents don't matter to children. Right, and I'll come to the issue of adoption because that is something that the Supreme Court also addressed. But the sense I'm getting is that uh, you know, the CGI's observations were not enough because nothing really changes as far as, far as these day-to-day -day impediments are concerned. I'd also like to open it up to the audience, but let me just quickly go across to uh, Akai uh, Padmashali, who's also a trans rights activist. You know, trans marriages that in a sense mirror heterosexual marriages were of course upheld but there, do you think there's a lack of understanding when it comes to homosexuality, which is what is, in a sense, making the judiciary a bit resistant? Because while they did not read down the Special Marriages Act, they, and they, they upheld the you know, trans marriages, which, as I said, mirror the idea of a heterosexual marriage, uh, they did not really uh, sort of uh, uh, uphold the idea of a homosexual union. What is the way forward as far as you're concerned? Do you still have hope as far as the judiciary uh, is concerned? Okay, we, uh, I think you're on mute. Would you unmute yourself, please? First yeah, of all, ahead. I want to welcome the Supreme Court decision. I want to respect the decision. I want to keep the differences of the decision. I'm so disappointed with the decision. Hmm. In the largest democracy, when the system of justice is supposed to speak for the peoples of this country, has been gone back to before independence mode. Why I said this? My recent letter to the Prime Minister of India, I think we as a working class, non-English speaking, gender and sexual minorities and intersex people, we wrote the Prime Minister of India to address the Honorable Supreme Court verdict and what is next. When the Supreme Court of India has referred this whole issue to the system of legislature, I think I keep questioning back to the system of legislature, where are my people in the parliament? Not hmm. even one, not even two, not even five. Just forget these numbers. When you people are wanting to discuss the politics of sex, gender, and sexuality, and the feelings that we come through, or the choice we want to make through, or the orientation or the attraction that, that we prefer to, I can't be forced to be a lesbian woman. I can't be forced to be a heterosexual woman, or whatever it is. I think that should come from your perspective, understanding what is self, what is gender, what is sex, and what is sexuality. Absolutely. I think the judgment, which was specifically talking about the rights of transgender women getting married to a cis man, and the female female <coughs> transgender man married to a cis woman, I think what happens to many other cultural, traditional identities that includes the Jogapa, the Marladi, the Shivashakti, the Jogta, the Akwa, the Nirvan, the Sartla, the Pandya Sartla, the pansexual, the demisexual, the asexual, 
oh my, now there are so many identities comes under one umbrella. Yes. I think as a movement, I think as a movement, we have done a fault. What is the fault? Always going to the judiciary. Okay. Always going to the judiciary, knocking the doors of judiciary and asking them for justice. Going back to 2009, the Honorable Delhi High Court verdict, 2013, the Honorable Supreme Court voting, which overturned the Delhi High Court, the 2014 Nalsa judgment, the 2018 Supreme Court Constitution bench voting, where you reference Justice Malhotra, I think now this 2023 has again overturned the entire consequences that we as community are being constantly structurally discriminated on the grounds of our gender and sexualities are concerned, are the so-called the relationships are concerned. I Absolutely. am so it's, it's in a sense a man. setback to the entire queer rights movement is uh, what you're saying. And as you said, there has to be more sensitivity to diversity within the queer community as well. And let me now open it up uh, to, to the audience here. A lot of you had uh, a lot of questions. Uh, you wanted to begin? Yeah, go ahead. In the Article 21, it says that there is a right to adopt and there is a right to privacy. Then why they have to prove that marriage is their fundamental right? In the Article 21, it states that they have the right. Then why they have to prove that marriage is their fundamental right? My question. Thank you. Okay, Karnanandi, would you like to take that? Yeah, that's actually quite a good question hmm. because uh, there is a way in which whether marriage is a fundamental right or not misses the point. The accoutrements of marriage, which is uh, things like the respect for um, marrying the person of my choice mm. and the Article 19 that it is grounded in, the right to family, the right to privacy, the right to... Uh, um, the Article 14 analysis of the CARA guidelines and the fact that there is no um, rational nexus between the difference um, uh, between heterosexual and homosexual couples and the object of the CARA guidelines and the uh, the acts, the JJ Act, etc., is precisely, I think, the question that um, bolsters queer couples' right to marry, to adopt, and to have family. So, yes, I agree with you. I think your question is a good one. Any, uh, anyone else who wishes to? Because we're also you know, uh, looking at it in, in the larger perspective, because queer rights are human rights. That is you know, the principle on which the entire movement is built. But go ahead, yeah. So my question is, we were talking about child adoption. In the Western culture, what is seen is uh, they go for either a sperm donor hmm. or a surrogate mother. So what is the situation about that in India and how legal it is in India? Like, okay. can we just go for that and the queer couple could get, say that this is our child because obviously it is biologically their child. So what is the situation about that? Okay, and, uh, you know, uh, taking a cue from that question, let's also look at the larger, uh, you know, idea of adoption because that is something that the Supreme Court uh, has also talked about. The CJ in his observations has also said that, you know, adoption is uh, perhaps something that a lot of queer couples are, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that's aspirational for them. It's something that's extremely personal for them. In fact, Rahul, you were sharing, uh, uh, sharing this with me as well earlier that uh, it's the court which has made you helpless when it comes to adoption and that is something that you want as a right yeah <clears throat> actually uh, they just showed their sympathy there 
I already told you about it. We don't need a sympathy because sympathy is for those people who are helpless. We are not helpless. Our parents are accepting us. Our siblings are accepting us. Everybody who where I'm living are accepting us. They so like see us as they see. any heterosexual couple mm. okay like uh, my brother always used to say that uh, you can uh, like uh, take my child and you can raise it uh, like uh, uh, his brother used to say that uh, you can take our child you can raise it uh, we have uh, more options we want to because uh, we are queer what is the meaning of queer we are uh, made up of a love and uh, uh, we just want to share this love with our children we raise them and uh, here if you see only what is it there is a one receiver and giver only mm. the lo uh, love which are giving they can see the children uh, so uh, adoption in a, in a sense is an extension yeah. of the right to union nick and sadika come in on this point as well because the supreme court also you know said that um, perhaps uh, you know it would raise questions on the stability of a child when when you have homosexual parents but must we be asking these questions because you know not all heterosexual parents are good uh, parents what what is your take on that So it's interesting that uh, we ask these questions when it comes to homosexual couples, but we don't worry about these questions when it comes to heterosexual couples. Heterosexual couples don't uh, need a certificate of uh, stability to prove that they'll be great parents to procreate, right? Uh, so it is very interesting that this scrutiny only comes into place when it comes to uh, queer couples and um, on uh, to answer the question uh, that somebody from the audience just asked. Yes, there are multiple ways uh, to have a child that is available to not just uh, homosexual couples, but a lot of heterosexual couples as well. Which right. is uh, we have yeah, IVF. Yes, when uh, uh, such as IVF, such as uh, there is sperm donation, like you mentioned, and of course there is adoption, which is uh, something that gives um, a couple their child. It doesn't matter whether it's biological or not; it is still their child. Uh, right. you know and and, and perhaps co-parenting is also a right that is a byproduct of the right to union duty chan let me go across to you because i also want to understand from you ki ek law se kitna aapko kitna how does it enable you in a sense uh, for you to be accepted by your family agar aap legally recognized hain kya aapko lagta hai usse aapko madad milegi ki aapki family aapke immediate aapki immediate community aapka neighborhood bhi aapko accept karega once the law recognizes you लॉ आने से हमको समाज में जीने की कोई तकलीफ नहीं होगा सारे लोग इसको एक्सेप्ट करेंगे जैसे थ्री सेवन सेवन को लोग एक्सेप्ट कर रहे दोनों कपल रहने से कोई दिक्कत नहीं हो रहा है कोई कुछ क्रिटिसाइज नहीं कर रहा है और फैमिली वाला भी कोई मतलब नहीं कर रहे मतलब सपोर्ट कर रहे उस टाइम में तो ऐसे मैरिज सर्टिफिकेट आएगा तो शादी करने से कोई रुका नहीं सकते और समाज में जो क्रिटिसाइज कर रहे कपल को लेकर वो भी नहीं होगा और फैमिली लोग भी सपोर्ट करेंगे क्योंकि हर सेक्टर में चाहे चाहे कोई भी मम्मी डैडी चाहते इसका बच्चा अच्छा से खुशी में रहो तो कोई कपल के साथ रहेगा सोचो कि जैसे मेरे साथ मेरा पार्टनर रह रही है इसका जो मम्मी डैडी फैमिली वो सोचते हैं कि हमेशा मेरी बेटी हमेशा खुश रहे okay. तो so, खुशी कैसे रहेगा बहुत इंपॉर्टेंट बात आपने वहां कही और एक तरीके से यू नो मैरिज इज ऑल्सो नेचुरल प्रोग्रेशन of uh, the union of two of of two individuals and uh, what their identities are perhaps is not uh, is irrelevant after a point because as i said marriage is a natural progression for a couple but akai padmashali uh, let me ask you this um, what about uh, what are your expectations from the government now because uh, the ball is in the government's court as somebody who has worked closely in this sphere um, what are your expectations from the government now 
So we are expecting, as per the direction of the Honorable Supreme Court Constitution Bench, hmm. that the government shall constitute a committee under the Cabinet Secretary. In that Cabinet Secretary Chairmanship or Chairwomanship, I think it should be the expert committee where we are deciding and discussing the national okay. gender and sexual minorities movement. Right. And that is a way forward to all of us. I think the high hope the government shall come into an existence of supporting the people's voice and people's rights. Okay. I'm afraid I'm completely running out of time. But let me end the show by asking you, Nick and Santika, before I go, what does that day look like to you when you will be able to marry your partner with your head held high? What is your dream wedding like? Let me, let me end the show on, on that note. I think uh, definitely Shantika would love to talk about this because she's been waiting for this day. But even for the country, you know, it is it's such a progressive step to know that your country is moving forward, being mm. more inclusive and moreover, treating every citizen of the country equally. And I mean, that's that's I think enough be, for the country. I think we'll be us. proud wives and proud citizens that day. I hope that dream uh, does come true because as I said and as we've reiterated uh, through the course of the debate, queer rights are human rights and this is something that should concern not just the queer community but the society at large. That's it on this edition of Be The People from all of us here. Goodbye.